and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Tim Duncan episode, the big fundamental. A 6'11", 250-pound power forward, is a five-time champ, two-time MVP. He's a 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, playing 19 years in the league after being the number one overall pick. And he is a Hall of Famer, just barely though, just, just, just got in like last year. With career averages of 19, 10, and 3 on 50% shooting. And that will now kick us to Ray, who has him ranked the highest of anyone at number 4 overall and number 1 on his power forwards list. Ray? Alright, so I'm not going to get too complicated with this opening statement. Got a couple points and then I'll hand it over. Uh, the Spurs didn't start winning titles until he got there. And they haven't won any titles since he retired. That's how important he was to the team. Same as Jordan and Elijah won. Uh, he's a five-time champ, more than LeBron. Uh, Durant, oh <laughs> Curry, and still holding steady in that regard. Uh, three times final MVP, more than Elijah won and Curry. And he's also a 15-time all-defensive and a man played 19 years. He is also, what was it, 15 All-NBAs and a Rookie of the Year. So I'm just going to let somebody else have it because right there is just dominating of a player as you can have. So there's my simplicity and whoever's next. All right, well, that will actually lead to me, um, who also has a pretty short and sweet opening statement about Timmy D. But I, before I move on, I have him ranked sixth overall and also number one on the power forward list. Um, Timmy D is uh, steady as they come. Um, you know, his career averages are pretty good, and then his playoff stats go up. Um, you know, he usually showed up in big moments, showed up in, even when he was old and past his prime, um, he showed up in great big moments. Um, you know, we all remember Ray Allen's big shot to beat them in the, was that 13 finals? Um, but what we don't remember because they lost is that Tim Duncan scored 25 points in the first half of that game, and the Spurs couldn't hold on to the lead he built in. Um, his uh, multiple game winners in the playoffs, just, you know, great. Um, he also has the second most finals MVPs in NBA history. Um, he has the most all-defensive teams ever. Um, I have a question regarding that though here in a little bit. Um, he won 50 games every year of his career, except one, and that year it was the lockout season, so there really wasn't enough games for him to win 50 of them. And he made the playoffs every year of his career, and he has a win percentage of 71%, the greatest ever, not in basketball. In professional sports. Oh, wow. Um, so that is my opening statement on Tim Duncan. And that will kick to what would be Wade, who has him identically ranked to me at number six overall and one on his power forward list. But sadly, Wade is not here. He stuck his head in the door a few minutes ago and told us good luck, but um, Wade had a uh, conflict of uh, scheduling. So, uh, Wade, hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, but that will now move us to Uncle Doug, who has it ranked a few spots down at number nine overall. But, again, one on the power forward list. Uncle Doug? 
Yeah, well, Tim is definitely the, the number one power forward. Um, he's got 26,000 points, which ranks him 18th. Uh, his scoring average is 98. Uh, 15,000 rebounds, uh, which puts him 7th on that list. His rebounding average is 39th. He also has over 3,000 blocks, which puts him 6th on the block list. As Alex mentioned, the 15-time all-defense. Uh, might talk about his MVPs a little later. He had some great seasons that he did get MVP and maybe some great seasons that he didn't get it, but we've talked about MVPs before. Um, five titles. Three of those, he was the MVP. Um, he's the only player to be selected to both All-NBA and All-Defense for 13 consecutive seasons. Um, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, you know, I just Tim was, was fun to watch. Um, one of the things I remember about Tim, um, I remember him, I mean, he was pretty quiet guy but there was a referee that did not care for him i do not remember the guy's name it's uh crawford oh that's right he teased him up for laughing on the bench yeah what is his what? joey crawford i think so yeah yeah tim had actually gone out of the game sat down on the bench and was talking to another player and started laughing and joey walked by and teed him up uh, yeah, he did not like Tim. I don't understand why, but anyway, I really enjoyed watching Tim and the Spurs, and shout out to Nay, because, uh, she was a big Spurs, David Robinson, Tim Duncan fan, and, uh, she'll enjoy this episode, I'm sure. Yeah, it's the first time we're not poking fun at her with Greg Oystertag or Scott Pollard. <laughs> That's or right. Somebody like that. And now she's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> those two got brought up in her episode. Well, she wasn't very happy with our Admiral episode either. Yeah. I guess we poked at Admiral too much. That's right. Yeah. But anytime we mention Scott Pollard, she's unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> so, ha! We got you. Um, so that will lead us finally to Drew, who has him ranked the lowest of all of us and number 11 overall. But, again, for the final time, Number one on the power forward list, Timmy D is unanimously the number one power forward in this room, and I think he should be on everyone's list, but to each their own, I suppose. Drew? Uh, well, I'm going to do my opening statement, which will probably carry on another conversation, but it's going to be a what if. My what if with Tim Duncan is, what if Ray Allen misses that shot? So then that would make Tim Duncan 6-0 and in finals. Him and Michael are in the same category together. What do you do then? Well, and LeBron loses again, right? That is true. That, uh, yeah. LeBron, well, and that Heat team is just an utter failure at that point. And right. Kawhi gets another ring. Oh, oh shit. Wait. <laughs> wait, sir. There, there will be like three different things going on right now. All right, well, oh, that is a good what if. Let, yeah, that is a great what if, Drew. Let's attack the first thing first. Timmy D has six titles. I do think... It helps. It never hurts to win a title. Right. Um, but I do think the difference between Jordan and Duncan and Jabbar is that Jordan was the best player on all six. Yes. Duncan and Jabbar aren't. Um, although I do believe Duncan and Jabbar are main contributors to a couple that they're not the best player on. I think, um, I think they were both still contributing to the team. They weren't just barely playing anymore or not. Right, it wasn't like they were like a bench player or right. you know, like you know, somebody that didn't have their shit together. It was 
But um, I would say Tim Duncan was the second best player on, well, I remember the one that Tony Parker was balled out for. Tony Parker had a hell of a season that one year. And I think I would say Tony Parker was the best player on that team. But Tim Duncan was, was, was right there. And then, so I would say Tim Duncan might be the best player on four of them. Um, yeah, I think if he's got six titles, he's probably going up. I mean, he can't go any higher. He's still the best power forward, but I think he would move up on my list. And then he has no losses either. That is true. And, him, he's, and then that takes away a Michael category. He's he's in with Mike, you know. Right. That. And so, it definitely hurts LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, so let's cover the second part of this then. LeBron, now it loses three out of the four seasons he's in Miami. And now only has three titles, and one of which is a bubble title. Right. And his one title with the Heat was against the Young Thunder, which we all think is probably. Yeah. Weaker. Well, that that would also mean that. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. We know we know that Heat team just choked away the Dallas title. Yeah, it choked mm-hmm. it away. Yep. I mean, I don't know if I would call this a choke job, but it would be underachieving. Oh yeah. The Heat. The Heat are the favorites. Um, they, well, yeah, once they put them all together, they were the favorites like every <laughs> Right. So that's another another time in LeBron's career where he's the favorite and loses. Not to mention that now this year he can't even make the playoffs when when 20 of the 30 teams make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, this year just an embarrassment. Um, I think it does damage and change things for LeBron. Um, I, I mean, you guys can obviously disagree. I'm getting some static, Ray. Um, and then uh, I do think it hurts. Like I said, I, I do think it hurts LeBron, but it is uh, it's not hugely damning. It's not like LeBron free falls down our list or something. No. No. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of a knock. And, you know, there's three titles still has nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, you three titles is still a pretty solid career, let's be honest. Um so, um, so anybody else have an opinion on LeBron Bart? I just, no, I, I definitely think LeBron would drop on my list. Um, yeah, you don't know what LeBron. You think if they lose another one, you think he stays in Miami and tries to redeem himself, or is he going to go back to Cleveland still? Or yeah. does he, or does he leave even earlier because he's mad? Uh, that's possible. Yeah, because I mean, he left in a, he left mad anyway. Right. So does he leave mad earlier? Yeah, he may bail. <laughs> um, that. Well, what? here's the other part of this, guys. What does this do to Dwayne Wade's legacy? He's taking another one away from him. Yeah, because you're taking a title away from him. Plus, now you're looking at, okay, he was phenomenal in a, in a finals run with Shaq, mm-hmm. but then his team chokes away multiple titles. And he, ends, I mean, he still ends up with two at the end of his career, which, again, isn't nothing. But I think he's. I mean, we we all had him pretty pretty highly ranked on our shooting guard list. I mean, maybe does he drop down your shooting guard list if he if he loses one of these titles? Uh, I think titles make have made a big difference. It seems like in our rankings. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean that that whole Heat thing. They were supposed to win. I mean, they were up there on stage. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five. Not six. Well, it ended up being two. 
Right. That was that was and already a failure in, in itself. It's, yeah. it's, it's already a failure of what the actual reality was. If you take another one away, it's even worse. Yeah. 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 If they only get one, that's and it's against that young Thunder team. Doesn't look that good because you already choked away to the mat, not the Magic, the Mavericks. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too, is losing the one they did lose to the Spurs was kind of unimpressive. Not because I disliked Timmy D or any of those guys, but Duncan and Parker and Ginobili were old. Yeah. Yeah. Because wasn't it? That was 2014. Yeah, it was the year later. So you put another wear and tear year on I mean, Parker, Duncan, and then. That was Duncan's, what, 16th year in the league? 16th, 17th year in the league? It had to be, yeah. He's... Yeah, because he came in in 97. Yeah. It's like 17 years in the league. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's. I mean, that's almost as late as LeBron is in his career now. Yeah. LeBron can't even make the playoffs, much less win a title. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, that's interesting. Then we got to talk about the other side of this. That gives Kawhi a third title, but two of the three are as a a role player. Right. Um. So, does that – what exactly does that do for his – his legacy. I mean, obviously, it doesn't hurt his legacy by any means. Um, but does how how far up does that help Kawhi getting a role player title, not a best you know best player or main contributor title? Um, to me, he only gets the one. I mean, he gets all three titles, but the only one that really makes a difference is the Toronto title. That's only one I credit him for. Yeah, I kind of wish Wade was here for this. It would be an interesting yeah. to see what he thinks. Wade would be all over this. Yeah, he would be. And, and you, I just watched that play today because um, looking at Tim Duncan stuff, they were talking about that, and they showed LeBron missing and Bosch getting the rebound, throwing it out to Allen, he hits it. and It's just like, man, the Spurs were that close to getting going six or six during the Timmy D area, like, so so close, like mm-hmm. one rebound. All you had to do is get yeah. one defensive rebound. Well, and what's it do to Ray Allen? I mean, obviously missing one shot's not that big a deal, but that was kind of a signature moment for Ray. And mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have him. He saved LeBron too. With LeBron missing that game-winning shot. Yeah, and Bosh, Billy Magic. I mean, you still say LeBron misses, but. You don't. It doesn't matter because they still end up winning. But if he doesn't make it, he hurts himself. He hurts LeBron not making that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty. It's a pretty big moment. Indeed, that was a great one, Drew. I really like that. Does anybody else have anything to add before we move on? Uh-huh. I just thought that needed to be brought up for a what if. That changes a bunch of people's careers and our lives. Oh, it does. That's, that's good. That was a great one, Drew. I didn't think of that at all. All right, well, since we're on the topic, I have a what-if myself, guys. And it's probably a pretty obvious one to people that listen consistently, or the guys in the room. But uh, Tim Duncan very, very nearly signed with my beloved Magic. Um, and the it was a done deal. He had a, verbally agreed to the deal and uh, was going to sign it. And uh, this comes straight from Duncan and T-Mac. Um, T-Mac and Grant Hill were there at the time. Um, but Duncan backed out and went back to the Spurs 
because Doc Rivers, who was the coach of the Magic at the time, told Duncan he couldn't uh, bring his wife on team flights. And Duncan said, well, I'll just go back to the Spurs then, because Doc wouldn't uh, concede on that. So, because his wife couldn't fly with the team, we uh, lost out on Tim Duncan. (laughs) I didn't know that part of it. In this day and age, that would be unheard of, to lose out on somebody of that caliber or something like that. Shit, a team today would just be like, we'll just fly you two on your own jet. Right. Like, yeah, like, we'll we, just we charter. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. That's your only complaint? We're good. I mean, somebody's good as Tim Duncan, they'd charter a flight just for her if she wanted. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, wow. Um, I bet Doc regrets that. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And, you know, that would have been, I mean, obviously, that would have been T-Mac's best ever teammate. Oh, but yeah. T-Mac's probably Duncan's best ever teammate as far as, like, when he played with them. Right. You know, because Robinson was pretty old by the time Duncan mm-hmm. got there. It wasn't like he was in the prime of his career. And I don't think Parker and Ginobili are on the same level as T-Mac. No. And early Kawhi's not. No, and not early Kawhi. So, I mean, like, that that duo would have been fearsome. Obviously, it would have been even better if Grant Hill would have gotten healthy. The three, right. the three of them together would have won titles for sure, no questions asked. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's always my big what if for, wow. for what, Tim Duncan. What year was that? It was a, it was the year after one of their title runs. So I'm going to guess 03, 04, somewhere in there. The Boy, and that would have been prime Tim, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking six or seven years. In, oh, yeah, that would have been. He was moving. Well, here's another one for you guys. Um, Jason Kidd tried to sign with. The Spurs, after the New Jersey title runs, mm-hmm. you know, after Duncan beat them. <laughs> right. Um, and Pop decided to go with Parker instead, which Parker turned out to have a nice career and everything. Sure. But I'm talking about Jason Kidd here. The Jason Kidd, Tim Duncan pick and roll for years and years there. I feel like mm. that's pretty phenomenal. And on top of that, Kid makes people around him better. He does. Um, and that's not something I really associate with Tony Parker. Tony Parker was more of a score-first point guard, not mm-hmm. really a great passer. Um, I think that, again, could have changed Duncan's career for the better. Yeah, oh, I think so. Well, that's all the what-ifs I got, guys. Well, speaking of Pop and the Spurs, didn't he just – Pass, then you become the all time winningest coach yes, just recently. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. So I thought, well, congrats to him. I on saw that. some crazy stat of trying to think if some, something about if any coach did something like for a certain amount of games for like 10 years or something, they still wouldn't catch him. Like he's way ahead of all the current coaches that are like coaching today or something. Oh, yeah, that could be. Well, yeah, if you think if Tim Duncan had a 700 winning percentage, that means. During those years, Pop had it. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. <laughs> right. Then he had the Admiral before that. And, you know, so some great teams. Well, I know in recent episodes we've talked about uh, some title runs and how uh, awesome they were. And maybe it slipped my mind. Maybe I didn't realize it at the time because I was, you know, 
quite a bit younger than I am now. I don't know what it was. Maybe I just forgot it. I don't know. But I didn't really remember um, Timmy D's 0203 title run with the Spurs there, obviously. But it, not only just statistically, but then I looked up who was on that team. That team had no business winning a title. <laughs> there wasn't enough talent on that team to win a title, especially when you look at who he had to go through to do it. So I just want to touch on the 0203 season real quick. Regular season, he averages 23-13-4 with three blocks on 51% from the field, um, 71% from the free throw line. So a pretty nice season, you know. Um, then we go to the playoffs where Timmy D um, really faces off against some uh, nice competition here. Um, if I can get it pulled up. Here we go. Um, the 3 first round. He goes and plays Phoenix. Um, you know, Amari Stoudemire and those guys. And he, uh, he averages 18 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists. You know, nothing like ridiculous scoring-wise, but 16 rebounds and 5 assists is, is pretty solid. Shooting 52% from the field. Then he goes to L.A., Jack Kobe's Lakers. Um, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists on 53%. Percent shooting, man, tongue-tied myself there. Um, then he goes to Dallas to face off with Dirk, and goes twenty-eight points, sixteen rebounds, and five assists. Mm, that was a good series. Yeah, and then he goes to the finals to New Jersey. Um, I guess to face match up with Kenny Martin. Not that there's a huge <laughs> Hall of Famer in, in his position there, but then he averages twenty-four points. 17 rebounds and five assists. But that team is just not impressive. They, uh, sorry, I'm pulling it up here. Um, I would say his second best player is Tony Parker that year, who averaged 15 and five. Um, and then the next best, next guy on here, I guess I'd say, was Steven Jackson. Who averaged 11 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Um, Malik Rose averaged 10 points and six rebounds. Um, this is the last year of David Robinson at eight and eight. Um, Bruce Bowen averaged seven points and two rebounds. Um, there's there's nobody doing anything on this team but him. Um. It really just impressed me with the team he took to the finals and who he had to go through to get there. I mean, Shaq and Kobe, uh, <clears throat> Dirk, uh, the the Suns team with Amari and them. Like, that's some really good competition. He just came in and smacked all of them. Um, I don't know. I was just really impressed with that title run. He puts some. He puts up some pretty gaudy stats in the '99. Run too, but he has a better team that year. Um, that's why I thought this was more impressive. And none of those ga- none of those series go seven games. Um, they really marched through that year. I don't know if he was. What about year? Um, he played LeBron. What did his team look like that year in the finals? They sweeped LeBron. Yeah. So in the finals that year, he averaged eighteen points, eleven rebounds, and three assists. Um, to get there, um, in the first round he played Denver. I know Carmelo. 
you know, Mello and Camby and Nene and those guys. He averaged 20 and 10 and 5. Then uh, they go to Phoenix, and he averages 26, 13. Then they go to Utah. He averaged 21 and 9 and 3. And then in the finals against the Cavs, he averaged 18, 11, and 3. Here's the other thing to remember about San Antonio, any of these guys, but Duncan is who we're talking about. They played at the slowest pace in the league for the majority of Duncan's career. So there's not a lot of possessions to inflate his no. uh, stats. You know, if he would have, if he would have played on a, not, we're not just talking about like they didn't run, like you know there wasn't a lot of fast break points, which is true, but I mean like they walked the ball up the f- floor and ran sets, yeah. and took up the shot clock, and then said, now we're going to go down and set our defense, and make you grind out a defensive possession against us. There just wasn't a lot of possessions. You go down and just look at. Tim Duncan's shot attempts over the course of his career. Carl Malone, who another guy that did not play at a high pace, his career average for shot attempts, Tim Duncan only has one season above it. Yeah, that's... Like, and, you know, a lot of people... I've heard a lot of criticism while I was doing some of my research that... This you know, like the last eight years of Duncan's career are very unimpressive. Well, the last couple of years just aren't impressive. I mean, just period. I mean, he's got old. But I mean, you can also look at it here. His shot attempts just go way down. He's still really efficient. He's still shooting right around fifty percent, sometimes above it, sometimes a little below it. But his shot attempts just go down. Instead of shooting at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen times a game, he's at thirteen, eleven, twelve, twelve, ten, like. He's just he's just not shooting as much. Um, Parker and Ginobili and Leonard and those guys that kind of come into their own, and Timmy D was just happy doing what he did and being the anchor. He'd switched there at the end of his career. He'd already, he'd switched to center, you know, to um, <clears throat> because the league had changed. Honest. Here here's my question, guys. I don't think there's a question, so I'm not going to ask it. Timmy D could play in all areas. I think we all agree with oh, that. Oh yeah. Um, what, what would Timmy, where would Timmy D rank if we rate, if we rate, ranked him as a center? Where would he go on your center list? Ooh. Hmm. Look at my center list. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that he, wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Um. Well, let me. Okay, let me do this before I. I'm, I did kind of put you guys on the spot. Will we all agree that he's top five? Yeah. Yeah, because on my overall list, he would be five right now. If we didn't change anything, he'd really be right behind Elijah Juan. Not, okay, not right on. ahead, right behind. Hold on. Are you saying that you plan on moving Duncan from eleven to five? Is that what you just 11 said? Eleven to five. Is that what you just said? Nope. Well, then what'd you say? I, I'm confused about what you said then. No, he would be five on my center list. He's oh, he's, gotcha. He's got center centers ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If, if I went by my list right now, he would be. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm understanding. Okay. I'm sorry. No, he would go from 11 to 5. I thought, you said, I thought you said, yeah, he would be number five on my overall list. And I was like, oh, are you moving him? <laughs> my bad. Um, I'll probably move him, but. Yeah, I, he would probably be. 
He'd be t- he'd definitely be top five on mine. Well, I'm gonna go out. And, I'm gonna say, I think Tim Duncan would be top three on my center list. I haven't really sat down here and grinded over this question, but um, I don't. I I think he, there's a legit case for him to be two or three. I'm just gonna say he's not gonna move very far from where I got him now. He well, you have him at four overall. Have him yeah. at four. With so, with Michael and well, you don't have any centers ahead of him, right? So he'd so, be your number one. So he, center. Well, he would be no, your no, no. He he's gonna be number two center after rearrange. So <clears throat> he'd probably drop a spot, and whoever I'm putting the rearrange would go above him. So you think he, you're saying he'd probably be your number two center? Yeah. And I'm saying I'd he'd be two or three for me. Yeah, I'm saying probably. Three or four. Three or four? Yeah. Behind? Um, Kareem, Shaq, and then he and Elijah Wan would be my debate. The three mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I was going to say the same thing. I was so. going to debate him and Elijah Wan. Um, so let me ask you this, Uncle Doug. This is uh, not in my litigation question, so I'll just go ahead and ask it. Um, why are you positive Shaq's ahead of him? Well, I'm not... <laughs> Shaq, Shaq was just so dominant. I mean, I don't know that Tim could do. I mean, Tim was very consistent and he was a good rebounder, but Shaq was just so powerful there for a while that he just. He was. I mean, I would say Shaq's peak is better than Duncan's peak. Yeah. I don't think that's too debatable. Right. I think Tim's. Longevity is probably better. Yeah. Yes. But here's my thing. You know, you're talking about offensive dominance, which is not question. Shaq's offensive dominance is great. What about but Timmy D's defensive defense, dominance? That's true. Of course, if he's guarding Shaq, that's it, it, yeah, it's, it's he not might not be quite as dominant. So, yeah, it's – it's they overlap That might be bit. a debate too, yeah. No, I mean, they, they played – they were both in their primes for probably four or five seasons there. Against right, each yeah. Other. The, the yeah. Spurs and the Lakers had some great well, I mean, series. The Spurs won two championships and the Lakers won three right in five years. Right, like it yeah. Was boom, 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 boom. I mean, like yeah, five straight were, years, one of them won the title. Yeah, they were it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, mm, that's a good question. Because yeah, I always think of him as a power forward, but you're right. At the end, he was playing center. Yeah, and, to, and today he was played center. That's how I remember Tim Duncan more of. Yeah, and center. really in, in college he kind of played center. Yeah. Um, you know, but he just fit that role at, for the Spurs. Cause, well, and I'm maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, but I'm sure you remember a much less mobile Tim Duncan than the rest of us. Yes, yeah, so well, I think Tim Duncan, I don't see him running. Up, like, when I, like, okay, see, I'm showing my age again like, we, like I always do. Podcast. I was watching those old Laker videos, like Shaq and Kelly. Actually, Tim Duncan like sprinting up the court. I'm like, what is this? No, like <laughs> there was a there was a bunch. I was watching um, Laker Spurs highlights at one point because one of the videos I was watching, and it was routine. Like Duncan would just beat Shaq down the floor and catch the ball and dunk it, like because he was just so much yeah, quicker I'm, and more athletic than I'm Shaq at that point. The other way around, someone beat Tim Duncan down the floor. Yeah, yeah. That's just me not remembering younger because I obviously wasn't around yet. To see younger Tim. Yeah, I mean he was he'd already had two titles by the time you were born, right? Yeah. And yeah, the one so. would have been when I was like one, but still. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. 
By the way, this is another guy with over 200 wind shares. Um, they still don't know what wind shares exactly mean, right. but right. not very many guys have 200 wind shares. You know, I think we're down to like three or four of them that have 200. So, when you were talking about him running up and down the floor and stuff, I believe Tim started his athletic career as a swimmer. Yes, a swimmer. And um, I mean, he's a pretty athletic guy. And then there was, I was trying to think what the incident was. Something to do with something to do with sharks. Oh. <laughs> And he was swimming in the ocean or something and kind of cooled that. Mm, Spur, the Spurs cooled that? No, no, no. I'm talking this back when he was a kid. Oh. No, that's why he, he switched sports. Uh, oh, I can't remember. I wish I remembered that story now. Hmm, that sounds interesting. I'll, I'll look it up while you guys are. Okay, so here's, my, here. here's another question for you. Um, if Timmy D played today... Obviously, in a time when there's a lot of stretch fives, we've already agreed that that uh, Duncan would play the five today. Um, and Duncan's mid-range game was elite. I mean, his uh, his uh, outside the block bank shot was pretty much automatic. Yeah. Um, do you think Duncan, not the bank necessarily, obviously, but do you think Duncan would have extended his range to three and been a legit three-point shooter in today's game? I mean, not like. Like automatic all the time, but definitely I can see him doing like what Jokic does. Yeah, you I know, mean, shoot two or three a game yeah. and make you know make, make you know, shoot thirty five percent. Yeah, if he did the days there, I could see him banging with Jokic and Embiid every night like them. I could see him being like them. Here's that okay. That there's something right there. Like we were acting like you, and not that they're not playing phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. I like Jokic and Embiid both, and I think it's great that the big men are kind of coming back, but. Those guys aren't. Those guys aren't better than Tim Duncan. If Tim Duncan played oh, today, no. he'd be doing what they're doing. Oh no, I'm not saying they're yeah. better than Tim. I'm just saying no, no. That's not, I wasn't accusing you of saying that. Uh, I'm just saying like all these all-time greats we're talking about, like Jokic and Beat are it. What if What if Duncan played in an era where there was only one other really good big man? Well, yeah, with Tim Duncan. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> with Tim Duncan <laughs> destroyed everybody. With Tim Duncan coming up when he was coming, you had him, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, all at power forward, all in the same conference. Yeah, all in the West. Yeah. Well, and, and C-Web was there for five or six of those years, too. And you had Shaq at center, so, I mean, you're obviously going to run into him at some point. Well, I mean, at that point, um, Shaq was around. Morning was still around. Um, well, I mean, David Robinson, but they played on the same team. Um, I feel like we're forgetting a few centers, but yeah. um, Mutombo would have still been around. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, there was – and Amari's coming up during this time. You know, Amari was pretty dominant power forward mm-hmm. there for a few years. Uh, Chris Bosh. Yeah, Chris Bosh was another good one. So. Uh, I got a story for you guys. Oh, <laughs> All right. Tim was a good student. He wanted to become an Olympic level swimmer like his sister. Uh, he excelled at swimming. The teenage standout in the 1500 and 400 meter freestyle and was aiming to go to the 92 Olympic Games. Hmm. That was his goal. But in 1989, Hurricane Hugo came through and destroyed uh, St. Croix's only Olympic-sized swimming pool. Duncan was forced to swim in the ocean instead, and his fear of sharks ruined his enthusiasm for the sport. And he switched to basketball. (laughs) Uh, So he didn't start playing basketball until, like, ninth grade, I think. Hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. He only began playing basketball in the ninth grade. So. Again, another guy that played started playing late. We talked about that with Olajuwon last week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And had another sport that, you know, mm-hmm. probably protected knees. Yeah. You yeah. Know. You don't start jumping around playing basketball so early in life. Your knees I mean, don't. think how many games you played by the time you were in the ninth grade, Drew. Ooh. Or Alex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. We played basketball a lot. I mean, it wasn't shortly after the ninth grade that your knee started hurting you. <laughs> Yeah, I had knee surgery uh, after my freshman year. Right, see? And, you know, if you'd have been a swimmer instead, maybe not. <laughs> That's, but, of course, you know, we say that, but you also have to be a phenomenal to to progress as fast as he and Elijah one did. Mm-hmm. They were just, I mean, of course, incredibly tall. I say they're also close, both of them close yeah, to seven, seven foot. foot. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. If you're that talented, maybe you're just that talented. But I think it would be hard to take up basketball that late in life and learn and learn to be a guard. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I think that's these, very hard. These guys that we see are big guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guys that take it up late are big guys. Yeah, if you're if you're seven foot tall, you're that's already a huge advantage. Right. You're already like, you know, now you got to learn footwork and post skills and all those things, which is, which is you know, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, but you're not learning ball handling and right. shooting and passing, and, passing and, and reading defenses and all those things that, right. you know, come with being a guard. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. I wouldn't want to pick up a sport that late and try and dominate no, no. regardless uh, of what position I played. Um, yeah. But when you're that tall, they're going to give you a lot of special attention. Oh, yeah. You get a lot of extra coaching. Fly your wife on a plane with you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I think Tim Duncan and Olajuwon, being that tall and growing up where they grew up, is probably like one of us being that tall here in a small area. Right. Where nobody around you is, is like you. So you're going to get all the attention and all the special work. Yeah. Because they're like, oh. Like, we've never had anything like this before. Like, it's not like Canton and Highland and Clark County and Palmyra and Monroe City. Not like we have seven-footers walking around. No. Not anymore. If we have a guy that's 6'6", six, six, we're all like, oh, shit, we got a big guy this year. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, I mean, Drew, you never played with a guy 6'6". Six, six. Nope. You know, like. Played against a couple, but not. not never had one with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I think if we had a seven-footer. Go to one of these small little oh, towns Lord. right here. They'd be treated like they'd be treated like they just need all sorts of special treatment. Oh yeah, I mean, and everybody, every dude in the area that was ever any good would want to work with them and teach yep. them stuff. You go know, watch them. Yeah, every, it would probably people would go watch them all the time. If I heard there's a seven footer around. I just want to go see if he's good or not. Well, yeah, not only that, but a seven footer here would probably go state title runs. So oh, yeah, you, you would you would uh, you know, probably go to those games, especially if he's in one of the smaller. Class sizes like say Canton or yeah Knox or one of those schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I guess we kind of had that. If you, how long ago was Cody Sternbost? Right, he was like what six ten or something. Right, and uh, but he played one A basketball at was it North Shelby? That's where he was at, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah. was North Shelby. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, they obviously they dominate. He was dominant around, but he didn't dominate when he like when he came and played against you know Highland Palmyra and those guys three A schools. 
he didn't dominate there. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was fine, but he, wasn't, he didn't dominate. This is weird. Anyway, I want to get off this high school topic. <laughs> um, shall we litigate? Shall we litigate? Sure. All right, I only have one question for each of you, um, so I will uh, keep it short and sweet. Ray. Yep. Why Duncan ahead of Jabbar? Uh, as much of a legacy player as Kareem is, and as good as player as he is with all the titles and all the stats, Tim Duncan just, I think, blows him out of the water. I think his fundamentals and his game and the consistency and all the other accolades, I think he just beats Jabbar just right out of the water. Well, I'm a, I'm a, this is going to be my uh, retort here. Okay. When we're talking about these guys, we're, we're what, four or five episodes right now? Mm-hmm. That we're Our last four or five guys, right. you know, the five greatest players of all time, or however you want to look at it. Does anybody blow anybody out of the water at this oh. point? No. No, these guys are way better than one below, I mean, honestly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be the uh, word police and criticize your terms there. I'm really just trying to get down to what exactly you mean. Because I like blow. Maybe, okay, so maybe the blow out of the water is a little over the top. Okay, but I mean, I think Tim Duncan's just a little bit farther ahead than Kareem is. Okay, I mean, I have them one spot apart. Yeah, I have I have Kareem one spot ahead of Duncan. I'm not gonna act like I. You know, have it. Well, what do you get? How how far apart are they for you, like, like guys? But, <laughs> nine uh, spots. Nine. Well, oh, okay. Creams two and Duncan's eleven. Right. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you right now, fans. Duncan. Oh, you, you you have him one. Yeah. Right. So one and nine. So yeah. Yeah. But Timmy D's probably gonna come up. I think I underappreciate him because I saw T- the Tim slower, may come up, but because I saw yeah. the slower version of him. But I don't think he's gonna like go top five. I don't think. I don't think. Okay. Well, all right. I'll leave you alone, Ray. Okay. Drew, got one for you, sir. Oh, boy. And this is one I've been picking on here recently because I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with it. Why is Jerry West ahead of Tim Duncan? Yeah, I'm struggling with it every time you ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say the same thing I can say every week. I think it's that Finals MVP that year ago when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, that's just so impressive. I mean, it is, but not compared to what some of these other guys have. I'm going to tell you, like I said a couple of minutes ago, I think I underappreciated Tim Duncan since I saw him play. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I knew like a lot of bad since I saw him, but I didn't see the more better prime days with him, so I think I, right. under, I, think I underappreciated Tim. Yeah. I feel, I feel you on that. All right. Uncle Doug, just one for you. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with you, by the way, today. I found I found those too easy. Um, I I had to sit and stare at your list for a few minutes, but I'm gonna go with this one. Why Wilt? I knew I had, <laughs> I had a duck. I was because that's the one that um, when I was looking when you mentioned him as a center, I thought you know what I could see him being ahead of Wilt as a. I mean Wilt's got the the crazy numbers. Yeah, but Timmy's got more accolades. And, um, yeah, it's it's probably because of the numbers and because he was on the, the center list. And But, yeah, I could – Tim's, Tim's going to move up some. I mean, he won't move crazy up. But Will's also going to move down some. So we'll see where they fall at the end. 
Okay. Maybe a flip-flop there. All right, fair enough. I don't think I've got one of those out of you yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, fair enough. So, I mean, you know, I, I overdid some of the old guys. I'm going to going to be some readjustments. Um, but, and you guys can look for me, but I was going to say, my question was if Wade was going to be here today, well, I was going to ask Wade about LeBron. Because he has LeBron ahead of Duncan, yeah. and I was going to ask Wade. Because, again, I'm interested with Wade's comment a couple of weeks ago about he jumped over a couple of guys. Um, mm. And we asked Wade off air earlier um, who those guys were, and he said Kareem and Magic and maybe Bird. So he yeah. didn't mention Duncan. So maybe he does feel pretty strongly about um, Duncan. So. Um, so does anybody have any for me? Yes. Okay. Why do you have Elijah on ahead of Tim Duncan? Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I mean, I I don't know if it, you guys. I mean, did you guys go back and listen to the Elijah one episode? No, I haven't. Anybody else? Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Oh well, you guys suck. Um, <laughs> I'm a busy man, Alex. Well, I have a special place in my heart for the dream. Um, I do love me some dream. Um, but I'm going to come out and say this, even though uh, I probably shouldn't. I probably should wait till the end, but I'm going to say it now. Um, I, I've said for years and years and years that Dream is the greatest center of all time. Um, and I argue it. But um, if I'm looking at it objectively at the end of this, Jabbar will be one and Lajwan will be two on the center list. <laughs> oh, we're so proud of you, Allie. Um, <laughs> And, uh, <clears throat> but I think Duncan and Olajuwon is a great matchup. Um, well, I think it would have been a great matchup in real life. I mean, yeah, I am. Um, but, uh, it's one I, go, I, 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 would, I would really go back and forth on. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, Duncan obviously has the titles and one more MVP, um, but I also go back to who Olajuwon was competing for those two things against. Um, how many of those things would Duncan have if he played throughout the 90s and had to compete against MJ for the MVPs and the titles? Um, so I think that's part of the questions I have to ask myself. So I don't know, Drew. I guess I'm not going to give you a straight answer. I mean, I have Olajuwon ahead of Duncan, too, so I was just asking. So I think it's close. I think off the, uh, man, they're, they're two of the greatest defensive big men ever. Uh, I think they both have a case for the greatest defender ever. I think they have they both have a case for it. So that's that's what's crazy elite. Uh, which uh, there's a question I haven't asked yet, by the way. So remind me if I don't, so I don't forget. Um, speaking of Duncan's defense, um, but uh, I I would give the edge offensively to Olajuwon. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Um, but we also talked about you know Olajuwon didn't get a lot of help, and I, and, and Duncan didn't play with any real big superstars, but he did play with a couple of Hall of Famers. Um, and, I mean, again, I'm not discounting Robinson. Robinson was a superstar. I just don't think he was a superstar when he played with Duncan. Right, yeah, he was at the end of his career. Yeah. We all we all looked at that during the Robinson episode. We bashed <laughs> we on him. <laughs> we did. We did. He only had eight. Sorry, eight. Hey. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but I would love to have watched – Duncan and Elijah won't play against each other. Yes, yes. That would have been a very enjoyable game to watch. Indeed, I agree. If we could have 
um, moved time periods a little bit and had Samson and Olajuwon go against Robinson and oh, Duncan, that would have been oh, pretty sweet. Boy, that would have been sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, here's my other, here's my question that I alluded to at the very beginning of the episode and never got back to. We're talking about one of the greatest defensive players of all time. We're talking about the person with the most all-defensive teams of all time. Why doesn't he have a defensive player of the year? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. Uh, Can you tell me who won it throughout well, those 15 years? Well, Ben Wallace would have got, what, three? Well, Matumbo would have. A f- I don't know what were those Matumbo. Well, well, I know Matumbo has one because they're in that Laker championship against the Sixers. Matumbo's defense player of the year that year. So that would be one of those years when Duncan's in his prime. All right, let me see here. Um, uh, who else would have got some? Does Kevin Garnett got one during that time period? Garnett would have gotten one. Yeah, well, I'm trying to pull the list up so we can have a for sure list. Yeah, here. I'm struggling to see who. Of course. Um, who else? I, like, I know Ben Wallace would have had some in there. All right, here I got a list pulled up. All right, so we're going from '97. So in okay, so it's back to back to Kimbe Mutombo, then it's back to back Alonzo Mourning. Then it's Matumbo again. Then it's back-to-back Ben Wallace. Then it's Ron Artest. Back-to-back Ben Wallace again. It's Camp Marcus Camby. It's Kevin Garnett. Three straight Dwight Howards. That's probably about when it's over. Yeah. Okay. So it's about five guys over a 15-year yeah. span. So about half of them who didn't play offense. Right, right. That's what I was yeah. guessing. They're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Ben Wallace, Marcus Camby, uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Um, none of those guys were offensive forces by right. any means. Alonzo Mourning was an off- played offense. Um, Ron Artest, yeah. um, Garnett. Um, so. Well, that makes sense. Then. It makes a little bit of sense. I mean, it's hard to judge defensive player of the year. It really is. Like, yeah, we're judging it off blocks and steals, but there's so much more to – whether you're a good defender or not by just whether you get blocks or steals. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I think protecting the rim is important. And, you know, being able to be a big man that blocks shots is great. But being in someone's face when they miss shots is mm-hmm. – that's not – you can't count that as a statistic. <laughs> right. I agree. All right. Well, shall we uh, give our closing statements on all Timmy D? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go in reverse order here and hit Drew up first. Oh, well. One of the players that I actually got to watch <laughs> growing up. That's something. Seen him win championships. How um, I many? You said you get to watch him win a couple? Two, maybe? Because, I mean, obviously you didn't see the first two. Would you, would you watch the first, the third one? Uh, what year would that have been? 05? No, nah, you wouldn't have been too no. young. Man. Yeah, so you'd, you'd been pretty little. might have seen You probably watched some of it, but you probably don't remember <laughs> it. I might remember a little bit of the one when they swept LeBron in 07, but. It's very vague, but the one I remember the most is the one that when they obviously beat LeBron in Miami. So, I think I'd appreciate Tim Duncan, like I said earlier, because I didn't see him in like his prime prime. I mean, he was so good those early those earlier years that I got to saw him when kind of, he was kind of slowing down, but he was still good and he was 
I remember being mad at Tim Duncan because last year Kobe made the playoffs and swept them, and I was mad. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't always like the Spurs. Yeah. Um. Well, the the year the, the, that one year they just pretty much decided to beat the shit out of the Suns. Like they broke Nash's nose, kicked him in the balls, <laughs> uh, threw him into the scoreboard. Like, they, like they had some guys that were. 80-ish players. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was one of those years where they're like, man, these guys are too dynamic and athletic. We can't hang with them. We're mm-hmm. just going to beat them up. And um, that really, I didn't like that that year, yeah. especially that year. But anyway, sorry, Drew. Um, but, yeah, I think Tim's going to move up on my list, but it's not going to be huge, huge jump boards. I surprised, but I think he's definitely going to come in the top 10. It's one more spot he's in, but I think he's going to move a couple more spots past that. So maybe somewhere between 10 and 7. Just as a little hint, somewhere in there, I think. Keep you guys guessing. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that will lead to Uncle Doug. Yeah, um, Tim will probably rise a little on my list. Um, again, I think probably underappreciated a little bit. And part of it, I mean, goes back to the big fundamental. Mm. Tim wasn't flashy. No. Um, but he was solid, and you could count on him every game, every year, year after year. And um, just a phenomenal player. All right. Well, that will lead to me. And I'm going to ask a question for my uh, closing statement. I think we've said pretty much what there is to say about Timmy D's all-time great. But um, maybe I forgot my question now. Uh Uh-oh. That's not great. Not great at all. Well, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe I won't ask the question. Um. Dang, I'm really. This is really great podcasting right here. <laughs> I literally was just sitting here <laughs> telling us, "Don't let me forget." Don't let me yeah. forget. Um. Well, I guess anyway. Uh, Timmy D is great. Um, he's the greatest power forward of all time, and I don't think it's overly debatable. Um, I do think uh, he's all time great overall as well, and uh, I don't want to take anything away from all. Tim Duncan, and uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that and kick it to Ray. All right. Well, he checks all the boxes, longevity, titles and accolades, skill set, winning a title with subpar roster. I mean, he's probably the most well-balanced and most skilled players of all time, and that's why he's up so high for me because of what he checks, what he put in, where he's come from. Uh, started late, picked it up. I mean, the man is just basketball incarnate. So that's why he's on the list. All right. Well, that will end the Tim Duncan portion of this episode. But now I'm going to throw a curveball at the rest of the guys in the room because I didn't warn them about this. Uh-oh. I would like to have a conversation before we move to trivia. Ooh. I would like to ask the rest of you all, Who's who do you think is the MVP of the NBA this year? Kind of freaking me. And I have the three lead lead guys pulled up. If you need to hear some stats, um, so I I, I guess I'll let me do, let me do it this way. I'm gonna blind you guys <laughs> and just give you the stats. Okay. All right. Player A is 30 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. 
one steal, one and a half blocks, on 55% shooting, 30% from three, and 72% from the line. That is player A. Player B is 27 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, almost a block, 58% shooting from the field, 33% shooting from the 3, and 81% from the line. And player C is 30 points per game, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1.5 blocks, on 49% shooting, 37 from 3, and 81 from the line. Does anybody need anything repeated as far as the stats? Nope. All right. Um, before we reveal who these guys are or anything about their teams, just statistically, how do you all feel they stack up? Uh, well, A and C are pretty similar besides an assist. A and C? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think, personally, I would pick B. I would. I mean, it's three less points, but he's getting three more assists, so that results in more points, I think. And he gets two more rebounds, which, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to go with B. That's what I would pick. Mm. That is tough. What was player B's shooting percentage again? Player B? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. I'll pull it up. It is uh, 58%. He is the highest in the field goal percentage, while player C is shooting the best from three. And I do believe um, B and C are shooting the same from the line. Although none of them are shooting bad from the line. Right. And C has three more assists, you said? Uh, no, B. B, 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 B would have four more assists four than more C. Yes. Only three. We're, yeah, we're looking at five, eight, and four on the assists. Yeah, I'll go with Drew. I think B. The extra assists, the shooting percentage. Hmm. Well, Ray, do you have a? Are you gonna make it a consensus? Or are you gonna change it up? Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to go with B. All right. Well, do you guys know who B is? Sounds like Jokic numbers to me. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's Jokic. Okay. Um, do you know who A and C are? Well, one of them's probably Embiid. C is Embiid. Oh wow! And yeah. is Giannis the other I one? Giannis, Giannis is A. Yeah. Um, hmm. So is there somebody else you think need to be thrown into this top argument for MVP? Uh, uh, I wish I could throw KD in, but I know he doesn't have enough games. So yeah, I'm, KD I'm, and LeBron I'm, I'm didn't play enough. I don't even talk about LeBron. I know, I've, I know I've heard people talk about Booker, but I don't think he's up there. Uh, they've also said uh, heard Luka. DeRozan, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I've heard DeRozan. He's kind of falling well, here, I, got, I got Booker pulled up. Hold on. I'll show you some Booker stuff. Booker is 26 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 46%, 38%, 86%. Now, um, the team he's playing on has uh, got 63 wins and the season's not over. Right. Um, they are the best team in the league by a lot. Yeah. What's John Morant's numbers, just for fun? Oh, yeah. He's another guy that doesn't have no games, though. Oh. No. 
Um, I can pull them up though. That's how many games he's played too. So this should be interesting. All right, John Morant. John Morant, sorry. 27 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal on 49%, 34%, and 76%. Um, as you said who, DeRozan, Ray? Yeah. But, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's in the conversation, but the Bulls can't beat anybody worthwhile. It is true. It's true. <laughs> Um, DeRozan is 28, 5, and 5, and a steal on 50%, 35%, and 88%. So I think he's having a better year than Booker. Yeah. Yeah, I still think Joker. <laughs> There's only one more guy here, guys, that nobody's named that I think of. Luca. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought I said Luca. Did I? I here, don't remember. Here's Luca's season. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, mm-hmm. a steal, 45%, 35%, Now, here's the other part of this we haven't talked about. Um, Jokic is playing on the worst team. What are they? I mean that in two different directions. He's going to finish like 5th or 6th in the West. Quite a ways down the list, so the worst stand in the standings. But he's also playing with the least amount of talent. Murray and Porter, his second and third best players, have pretty much missed the entire season. Murray hasn't played at all, and Porter only played four games. Yeah. So he's there. That's a negative and a positive, I guess, because his team's not nearly as good as these other guys. Like these guys have taken their teams to higher heights, um, but at the same time, he doesn't have the. He's not playing with the same amount of talent as these other guys. So does that change your mind at all, or are you still sticking with Jokic? Well, I'm saying, my thing with the MVP, I've always went on who's had best stats, and if their team while they're in the playoffs, I think. that Because sometimes they give it to people who have worse stats just because they're, they're the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think since Jokic with the crappy team, he's still fifth or sixth in the West, and I mean, yes, Booker had his first, but he's not in the conversation. And Embiid has Harden and all this other bullcrap going on in Philly, and they still find ways to lose games to people that are just bullcrap. So I'd give it to Jokic. Well, okay, so who who's your – order the order them one through three. You said Jokic one, who's two, and who's three? Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. Hmm. Does Giannis have a regular season MVP yet? He has two. 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 Should that matter, though? Well, because I'm kind of wondering how they're going to do it because I don't think they're going to give Jokic uh, back-to-back. So it's going to be probably up to Embiid I think or they're Giannis. Gonna, I think they're going to give it to Embiid since he doesn't have one. Well, he's, he's been talking on the press like, I think I did my I did enough. Uh, I don't. I think they just hate me. Like, bro, come on. I'm not going to lie. I mean, 30 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, uh, stealing a block. That's a pretty nice season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't really complain with any of those top three you mentioned. No. Yeah. They he all sh- had great seasons. He shoots lower from the field than all than the other two. You know, like 4% lower than Giannis and like 9% lower than Jokic. Um, but he's shooting better than, than from three than those guys. And he's shooting a very respectable number from the free throw line. Um, so, I mean, he's had a great year, but 
27, 13, and 8. And 58% from the field. Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, and, he's, and Jokic is shooting four threes a game. It's not like he's, like, only scoring in the paint. He's shooting four threes a game and still shooting 58%. So... Um, I'd give it to Jokic. I think I would, too. I, think I, I don't have a vote, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we also talked at the beginning of the season. We made our title predictions. <laughs> who, who was going to make it and who was going to win it? Does everybody remember what they picked? <laughs> I nope. think I picked the Lakers and the Nets, and I look so dumb right now. <laughs> well, the Nets have a chance, but I know the Lakers. You remember what you picked, Ray? Yeah, I think it was the Suns and Milwaukee rematch, and I had to think the Suns winning this time. I had Milwaukee and the Lakers, okay. and I had Milwaukee winning. I don't remember mine, I'll be honest. I'm old. I had the Lakers <laughs> and the Nets. I don't remember if I had the Lakers and the Nets winning, though. So what I was going to ask is, is who do you think will be in the finals now? Well, you got the sleeper Nets down there in the play-in. I'm going to go with definitely not picking Sixers. Miami and Golden State. Wow. That's a bold prediction. I'll I'll go with Miami and Phoenix. I'm definitely picking Phoenix to come out of the West. I have no faith in the Warriors. The Warriors have looked like shit for weeks now. Um, And they've been a 500 ball team since the All-Star break. Um, So I'm not going to go with the Warriors. And nobody, and I mean nobody else in the West scares me. Oh, no. If I didn't pick the Warriors, I would definitely pick it in the Suns. Yeah, yeah. Like, as much as I like John Morant and the Grizzlies, they don't scare me. They're too young. They have no playoff experience. They're, um, you know, unproven quantity, and they have one score. So, like, I don't think they're ready yet. But Utah doesn't scare me at all. (laughs) They've never scared me. Even if they have three-time defense player, you go, Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> he does not deserve three defense players of the year. I could go sauce up on him down there. I got you, Wade. Drew, NBA player. I Drew, I have to say that is the best impression of him I've ever heard in my life. Here, Ray, I got another one for you. Look. I'm, touch, I'm touching mics right now, by the way, listeners. I'm not a Rudy Gobert fan. He just makes me mad. Uh, As a defense player of the year, you can't be picked on in the playoffs in key situations. I hate to tell you, but you can't. Well, I just listened to a podcast on the way here where I was listening to two guys tell us how that's not true. What do you mean? That Rudy is, in the playoffs, Rudy is not the problem on defense. It's the rest of the team not playing defense is why Rudy gets exposed because Rudy ends up out on the perimeter instead of protecting the rim because these guys can't contain their men, and then he gets exposed. Now, part of that is probably true. I mean, Rudy does get exposed in the perimeter. He doesn't get exposed at the rim. That's never been Rudy's problem. Rudy doesn't get dominated by guards driving into him in the post. That's not what happens. But every big man in the league now has to be able to move their feet and play the pick and roll out on the perimeter. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know what to think about that, but. I agree. I agree with you, Drew. I, I, I think you can't be the best defensive player in the league and then in the playoffs get exposed every year. But I did hear this. I want you to think about this, guys. Um, <clears throat> that Dallas and Gobert want a 
union this offseason. How do you think Gobert plays with Luka in Dallas? Please don't go to Dallas. Luka, don't let him come. Tell him no. Well, here, here's my question to you, okay? Um, <clears throat> the the dominant ball handler in Utah is Donovan Mitchell, somebody that doesn't really pass a whole lot. Um, and definitely doesn't pass to Rudy. We've seen all those stats come out this week. He doesn't pass the ball to Rudy. Um, but Luka is a very talented passer and throws lots of alley-oops and lobs to guys like Powell and Porzingis and things. Do you think the pick and roll in the middle of the floor with Luka and Gobert, kind of like the Harden-Capella, you know, where he threw so many lobs to Capella, you know, three or four or five a game, do you think that raises Rudy's offensive ceiling enough where he's actually more quality on that end of the floor? I think Luka would benefit Gobert more than Luka would. Gobert would benefit more from playing with Luka than Luka would benefit playing with Gobert. Well, let me ask you this. They're playing... Powell right now is their starting center, who also doesn't score, but he's not nearly the defender Rudy is, or rim protector, does having a dominant defensive rim protector behind Luka, the poor defender, help Luka at least there? Uh, yeah, I think it probably helps Luka there. there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. it's, it's going to make Dallas better, but it can, if, if I told you to right now, Luka leads the Mavericks to the finals, what is your response? No, not that. I'm just thinking in my head, holy crap. Um, he's going to be dropping triple-double playoff stats. <laughs> well, he's done that the last two years, yeah. and they haven't got out of the first round. Yeah, I know. He was putting up 40-point triple-doubles and losing. I remember watching the game of the dead out here because we were rooting so hard for him to beat the Clippers. <laughs> um, Wade's going to slap you when he sees you next. That's fine. <laughs> I wanted Luke to beat the Clippers. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd like it'd be very impressive. I'd be interested to see who he plays in the finals. They just beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. So I mean, I know it was one game, but still, it's they can show they can beat some of the better teams in the league. Luca has been stone cold for a few weeks now. In the second half of the season, he's been really unbelievable. But my thing is, I don't think a one-man team can work his way through these seven-game series and keep it up. Harden couldn't do it. Westbrook couldn't do it. Shit. LeBron and Jordan couldn't do it. They right. tried. Yeah. Maybe it's a Dallas thing. Maybe Dirk did it. Maybe Luka can do it. <laughs> yeah. But even Dirk wasn't doing everything. Luka literally does everything. Like, he brings the ball to the floor. He handles True. the ball. Mm-hmm. He either scores or assists on, like, every basket the entire game. When You know, like, he's doing everything. Dirk was not the the facilitator, the ball handler, right. everything. He was on the score. You know, Luca is doing look this is young this is young LeBron well but even more stats. Like LeBron didn't put up these stat lines even when he was on top, you know, in his prime. We're looking I mean, I have Giannis pulled up still Luca, but I mean um what I just say Luca's stat line was? I mean, it was something stupid like something like 40 something. No, I didn't average forty, but I was like, "Oh, he's not about for the other. He's talking about for his playoffs." Yeah, it's twenty-eight, nine, and eight, and like that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Now I wonder what his uh, usage percentage is. Oh, I bet it's higher than T Max. It 
might be higher than Westbrook's if we're not careful here. Um, usage. Oh, it's only 37. So, I mean, that's really, really high, but it's not higher than Westbrook's. But do we blame him for it being that high on the Mavericks, though? I mean, I think he's pretty efficient for handling the ball that much. He's fairly efficient. I mean, he only shoots 45% from the field. So, I mean, he could bring that up a little. Not, not that that's terrible, but, I mean, he could bring that up. And he does average four turnovers a game, yeah. which is getting up there a little bit. It's not Westbrook, Harden, or level. It's probably he is not as efficient as LeBron, but he doesn't have the turnovers LeBron does either. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a case to be made here. I mean, if Lucas shoots too many threes a game to shoot 35%, yeah. Like, he's shooting, like, curry amounts of threes, <laughs> and which is okay, but, like, then shoot 38% from three. Right. You know, um, 39% from three, something like that. Anyway, I think we've gone off on quite the tangent for today's NBA. Should we move into trivia? Yeah. Sure. All right. Drew's ready, like always. All right. When you guys have your boards, I'll ask the question. I'm ready. All right. This NBA season, what team has had four players score more than 40 points? Uh, Four players, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Four. I'm getting a point. Oh, did you see it, Ray? Yeah, I watch ESPN during the day. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going to write down a guess anyway. I'm ready. Yeah, I got a guess. All right, let's see it. I put the Nets. Okay. I said the Suns. All right. Ray's correct. It is the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks. Knicks. Knicks it. It's, was it Randall, Fournier, Kimba, and R.J. Barrett? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's those four. Wow. wow. I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Bank, Ray, watching ESPN, Julius Randall, um, What's going to happen with him in the offseason? He is pouting his ass off out there. Are the Knicks going to move him to in the offseason? Because he seems like he's not even trying at the time. Yeah. Uh, he's He better be careful. He rejuvenated his career in New York. He, mm-hmm. he better not screw it up. I agree. All right, who would like to go next? I can go. Okay. Draft time. Crap. <laughs> 1997 draft. Mr. Tim Duncan was number one. There are three all-stars in this draft. We all know Tim Duncan. Name the other two. Crap, I don't even know. All right, I can't even think of his draft class right now. Like, like I know, I'm not even tra- I can't even think of who was drafted in 97. And Duncan won Rookie of the Year, so I can't even try to think of who won Rookie of the Year that year. Oh, my goodness. This this is irritating. I'm drawing a fat blank. Ah. Thought you were about to say something very different than fat there for a second. You (laughs) you laid in that hard F. I was like, oh, Drew! (laughs) I can't think. I would say something, but it's not true. I was going to say, your mom listens to this. <laughs> no, we always ask her. She does not listen. Yeah. She says, I just don't know anything about basketball. Mom, listen and learn. That's what we exactly. tell her. We can teach you. 
you can actually learn who some of these players are. It's alright. Ah, just didn't. <laughs> it's gonna sound stupid when I write some of these names down. I think. Okay, take it for anyone. Alright, I got I got two guesses. No, that's not true. I don't have to say guess. That was dumb. Uh, yeah, that's damn. I gotta stand by my thing where I always guess, but I, I literally don't know. Like, this is... Oh, man. Sorry, listeners, but I, I can't think of anything, so I'm just gonna have to be... In well, one of these guys, you guys are gonna kick yourself. Alright, I got two guesses. I, I don't know. I'm good. Yeah. Alright, yeah. you ready? Drew, you're not gonna guess? Nope, I'm not. Alright, what you got, guys? I'm gonna say Keith Van Horn and Kobe Bryant. Uh, McGrady, Carter, and Nash. Okay. Keith Van Horn was the number two in the draft, but he was not the all-star. Oh, shit. Uh, T-Mac was number nine in this draft, and he was an all-star. Oh, she forgot T-Mac. Now I don't feel bad. Number three in the draft was the other all-star, and it's Chauncey Billups. Mm. Ooh. Mm. So, yeah. Both of them. <laughs> uh, I was going to write for your name yeah. someone. I thought for sure you'd know. I thought yeah. you'd get T-Mac right You're on the damn player, and you can't even get it right. <laughs> Damn, Alex. Disappointed. I don't know. I had it in my head that he went 98. I don't know. Well, when you get back, I mean, it's been a while ago. It's hard <laughs> to remember exactly which year. Yeah, and I would have been 11. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, all right, Ray, you got one? Yep. Who is the current owner of the Golden State Warriors? the fuck, Ray? You're welcome. Owners? Yeah. <laughs> Owners? Yeah. The owner I know is Mark Cuban. <laughs> that was Maverick. Uh, excuse me? The only owner you know? You don't know the Lakers owner? You don't know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Now that I'm sitting here, I'm starting to name I was going to say, you know the Clippers head. owner, too. I can see him. Steve Ballmer? Yeah, I see his face. I, I, couldn't put a name. I couldn't put a name to it. And I'll even give you a hint. Well, no, I can't give you that hint. Oh, wait, Michael, Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan, that's just Never true. mind, now I'm sitting here, I know more. No, because I was going to give a movie reference, and it's just like, well, that just gives it all F away. So it's an actor or actress? No, it's not an actor or actress. I'll tell no, you. No, I can see him in my head. He's a he's a goofy-looking white guy, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know his name, so I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to know it when he says it, but I, um, because he's the guy that a couple years ago said that the Warriors are so light years ahead of the rest of the NBA that it's going to take them a decade to catch up or whatever, (laughs) something like that, and then they haven't won a title since. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I got my answer. Um... Yeah, sure, I got an answer. <laughs> you stumped me, Ray. I put Williams. Put Tim Goodridge. And the correct answer is Peter Goober. And uh, yeah. I was going to give a diehard reference to the main character who was Hans Gruber. Yeah. But that wouldn't have helped. No. I don't think it was as obvious as you thought it was. Right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. There are two players currently in the NBA averaging double-digit assists a game. Who are they? 
Oh. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Oh, what's this one guy's name? What's the one guy's name? You mean that one guy that plays for that one team? <laughs> He does that one thing while he's out on that, that <laughs> one I can't floor. tell you the team because I can't. Never mind, I'd give it away too. So I'm thinking of Friday Night Ryan, but I can't give it away. Yeah. You ready? You got your answers? Yeah, I got a couple. Beatles <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> All right, I got two. No, because we just talked about one. I can't remember that one. All right, I got two bad guesses. Well, yeah. one bad guess and one. What you got? I got Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul. I said Chris Paul and Harden. I said Kyrie and Luca. Uncle Doug is correct. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was confident with Chris Paul, but I wasn't confident with Harden. Yeah, it's it's James Harden. All, All right, man. a point. Wow. Coming for you, Wade. <laughs> I don't have enough time, but. <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, he had a response to your. Uh, the the writing you put on the last episode. Right? Oh, yeah? Because, you know, it said, for those of you that don't remember, it said that Wade's starting to miss more episodes than Kawhi misses games. <laughs> and Wade's response was, yeah, we are a lot alike. We miss a bunch of games, and then we both win. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, and we can't say anything because he is still beating yeah, us. That's right. So. All right, after this week's tallies, the scores are as follows. Uh, Ray with 23. Woo! Drew with 45. Woo! Uncle Doug with 47. Alex with 53. And Wade with 58. So Wade's lead was not cut into this week, but Uncle Doug moved one more spot ahead of Drew. And Ray moved up a spot. Yeah. Well, moved up a point. Um, thanks for tuning in for our Tim Duncan episode this week. And... Um, let's, uh, tune in next, please tune in next week. Man, I got tongue tied there. Please tune in next week for the LeBron James episode. And thanks for tuning in to Sports the Nemo Way.